fundamentally the data has always been unstructured in the HR land. With generative AI, now we have the opportunity to not just integrate the systems, but also use generative AI to make sense out of truly unstructured data. Yeah. So from a generative AI perspective, there are two broad pillars, right? So one is data generation. So you can help optimize your HR processes, uh, minimize admin tasks, and, and do a lot of things from that perspective. And the second aspect, which is often a lot more complex, is data summarization, right? So that's where we have a tremendous potential to really impact HR processes for the good. Welcome, 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 everyone, uh, to Talent Experience Live, the show that typically comes to you live every Thursday at noon Eastern time. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties today, but it's okay. We still have a fantastic jam-packed episode for you. Today, we are talking all around generative AI. It has been the hottest topic, uh, not just in this industry, but in, uh, quite frankly, all industries uh, related to technology and some that, that aren't related to technology. Uh, but it has vast impacts on human resources as a whole. As we know, uh, human resources, uh, data is everything, uh, you know, maintaining uh, secure tech stacks and everything in between uh, really is the foundation of, of human resources when it comes to technology. And we're going to talk about where some of the free tools for Gen AI may fall short and where Phenom X Plus most certainly does not. So without any further hesitation, I'm going to bring on our expert on generative AI and Phenom X Plus, our VP of product, Kumar. Kumar, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining me today. I uh, apologize about the technical issues that we had there. But nonetheless, we have a great, great episode, right? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. I want to... Don't want to waste time with chit-chat and, and banter. I want to jump right into it with you. Um, generative AI, hot topic across the industry. Absolutely. How is it transforming HR processes as it stands today when it comes to candidates and employees for sourcing and engagement? Yeah, I think it has definitely a very major impact, right? So if you think about uh, HR processes, think about the entire candidate lifecycle, right from uh, hello to hire to retire, there's always digital footprint that has always been created in various different systems, right? Uh, it could be candidates interacting, your recruiters interacting with candidates, your managers having feedback, uh, or uh, employees joining the company and then further growing into it. But fundamentally, the data has always been unstructured in the HR land. With generative AI, now we have the opportunity to not just integrate the systems, but also use generative AI to make sense out of truly unstructured data. Yeah. So from a generative AI perspective, there are two broad pillars, right? So one is data generation. So you can help optimize your HR processes, uh, minimize admin tasks, and, and do a lot of things from that perspective. And the second aspect, which is often a lot more complex, is data summarization, right? So that's where we have a tremendous potential to really impact HR processes for the good. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Now, Another thing that is, is constantly brought up when we talk about AI, um, I know it was a conversation when the chatbots were first implemented, was uh, specifically natural language processing and natural language understanding. Now, th the question that I have with regards to that is obviously processing is going to you know, dissect the resume, understand 
colloquial terms or job titles that account executive may be the same thing as sales executive or, or something along those lines. When it comes to generating content, how does this play a role? Uh, is there a way that you can uh, essentially have the system understand that at our organization, we are leveraging the terminology of account executive, right? Um, and, and what role does that play into, uh, not just in uh, potential you know, job descriptions, but also assessing resumes themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So natural language processing, NLP, NLU has been central to AI and machine learning models, right? So we've always used this in the traditional sense of understanding not just keywords in a job description, but their semantic relationships. So now we understand uh, what is experience in correlation to skill on a resume? Uh, NLP has been used to understand sentiments of feedback and uh, even use it in so, so many aspects of uh, conversational AI that we've always seen. Uh, but with, with all of this being really the first phase of NLP with generative AI, we can transform some of these insights into generation of new content in new areas with, with the right context, so to speak. That makes the whole equation very powerful and exciting. Yeah, no, it, it certainly does. I mean, you, you think back to your traditional kind of chatbot interactions, and for a lot of them, you only have bucketed responses where it's yes or no, correct or incorrect, like which product would you like? When you add this generative piece, you can have a conversation back and forth. And I imagine, back to your point around data, 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 right? Data or data? Either way is All right. <laughs> data, it, it, it continues to get more and more enhanced. It continues to educate itself based on interactions in the past, which is exciting. With that being said, the conversation around bias is huge in artificial intelligence and I think back to when we first introduced, you know, fit scoring and things like that. We talked a lot about bias and how uh, we were actively working against it, right? Where you didn't want a particular, you know, a person of a particular ethnic background from a particular school in a particular neighborhood, whatever that may be, and there were uh, guardrails to to prevent that from happening. When we talk about generative AI, and I, I think specifically around job descriptions and around how things are worded, we all know that you know certain things can be worded from a masculine perspective, other things can be worded from a feminine perspective. How does this play a role in, in generative AI today? And it, not only is it, how is it hurting, but maybe how is it helping in, in some way, shape or form from a bias perspective? Yeah, absolutely, that's a great question. So I think fundamentally, everybody in HR has tried to handle this problem. Are job descriptions written in the right format? Are, are they gender neutral? Uh, could there be potential adverse impact? And there's been a lot of development happening in that space for a few years now around how to write better job descriptions, how to detect and correct them and things like that. But now with generative AI, we have the ability to really take some of those learnings and applications of those learnings and transfer those learnings and models into newer areas. So we've always done, for example, Fitch score, right? Where we say that a candidate is great for a specific job and they have a letter grade. But think about explainability, right? So explainability becomes a little bit tough to understand, especially when you're running all these computations through a deep neural network. Generative AI can help there, where you can actually bring about explainability to your AI. Um, think about uh, really structuring your interview questions 
based on specific guardrails of data that you've already created. So if you're just looking at, let's say, evaluating candidates based on skills and experience and uh, the relevant competencies, previously you didn't have a framework to build a structured interview guide around just those. It was just every interviewer, team member, hiring manager asking questions that they liked. Uh, this allows us to really take some of those foundational aspects of a fit and transfer it to other aspects of the hiring process using generative AI. I, I, I love that because it certainly does, it, it takes into account the important part, right? We talk about skills here regularly and it, it sounds like, I know from my experience as a recruiter, you scan through the scan, excuse me, not scam, scan through the resume databases and everything like that. You put in the, the title that you're looking for and that doesn't answer the question, right? If you are hiring for, I'll use the account executive example before, uh, you don't know the industry, you don't know what type of account executive they were. They could have been door-to-door -door salespeople, right? Like the good folks at, at True Green who are you know, selling landscapes. It could be someone who is selling tech sales. And then you dive into the skills conversation around that, and that's gonna remove the human element of it, of just recognizing job title and matching that. And now it's going to layer in all right, this person may have worked in customer success, but they have a lot of the skills that would be good for this role. Maybe we should talk to it about them, especially when it comes to employee development, right? And employee engagement from that perspective. Absolutely. Now, now the other question that I, I wanna ask you around that, we're talking about data sets, right? Historical data. When we're leveraging generative AI, specifically some of the free tools that are out on the internet to maybe write a job description or uh, you know, assessed something, you're using the entire internet, which it's a scary place. It's not, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you may not want to leverage there. What significance does historical data play when it comes to generative AI in human resources? Sure. So it really depends on what context and what use case you're developing generative AI for and what's the importance of historical data, right? So uh, obviously, historical data has uh, impact on traditional AI systems where it's maybe you have biases and potentially are hiring. You have to be careful on how you represent that in your models. That could be a bit of underrepresentation of data that also can become a problem. Uh, all AI systems are built with feedback loops that, uh, and you have to not only be cognizant of underrepresentation of your training models, but under-representation of the feedback loops that you're ingesting in your models and things like that. So those aspects uh, become important from uh, an overall design perspective when you're using, let's say, your previous data, historical data for generating use cases. If it's just a matter of, let's say, uh, generating use cases for uh, text generation, which is a little bit harmless uh, in certain contexts, uh, but it's important to give uh, large language models the right context on how to generate text. That's where it becomes powerful. Uh, so it's kind of um, dependent on what context you're deploying uh, that, generative AI for. That makes sense. And I, when you talk about uh, the uh, identifying a potential bias in the human in the loop process, I mean, it, it, obviously we think worst case scenario of someone you know, being a prejudice towards a specific group or something along those lines. It could be something as simple as an individual not wanting to hire somebody by the name of Bill because that was their ex's name or, you know, whatever it may be. And having that identification process along the way of your particular historical data, 
I think is important. Now, I want to ask you, obviously, generative AI is all out there. Teams are already using it for their human resources practices. What separates Phenom X Plus and makes it advantageous for HR teams leveraging it? Absolutely. I think the biggest advantage for us is uh, the context that we are able to inject for these generative AI use cases. Think about a simple use case, the way you reject a candidate the first time they apply to the job versus the way you want to reject a candidate or send an email to a candidate when they've previously been rejected but they still attempted to get another job is completely different. Um, the way you open job descriptions, you, talk, you talked about, um, <clears throat> let's say, how we use skills f uh, as a basis uh, for generating job descriptions. Yeah, you can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, generate a job description for so-and-so role. It gives you a generic context, right? So it may not represent your brand and it may not represent your style. That's one part of it. But the second part is, uh, if it's a connected platform, you can get a little bit more context. Let's say you want to hire somebody in your marketing department. You all, we already know the composition of the team. We already know what skill sets everybody has, and we get a sense of what skills need to be highlighted to account for skill gaps in the team in your job description. That's a powerful story, and that's what Generative AI can help us do. Yeah, it's exciting because at first thought, when you think of Generative AI, you think of creating content, right? Creating copy for that rejection email, um, creating outreach campaigns, things like that. What you're saying is Phenom X Plus has the ability to leverage brand specific things, messaging specific to the organization. Looking ahead, how do you think Phenom X Plus will evolve in, in the coming you know, months, days, years, whatever that may be? And is it going to continually to fundamentally change the way we look at talent acquisition, talent management, and human resources as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, with generative AI, there's a lot of potential in terms of where you can apply it from an overall end-to-end -end HR process, right? So there's use cases in talent acquisition that we saw today. There's use cases in talent management. Think of learning and development. Think of workforce planning. Um, even performance management, nobody likes, likes to write their performance reviews. Yeah. So you can really look at it from that perspective. Generative AI can really bring in the true data that you, or the digital footprint that you've generated over a course of time and help you summarize and, and be better at your job. Yeah. Um, so those are some aspects. And, and with the evolving nature of the technology, there's evolving sense of regulation as well. So um, that's also something that we are closely watching out for. So what does that mean for, uh, let's say, what happened with New York uh, laws that we have and there's evolving laws that are coming in on generative AI as well. We're keeping a close eye. It's important to kind of be very transparent on how you're using your models, how you're protecting enterprise data and data privacy as a whole. It's an, it's an excellent point because the laws will continue to, to change the way we look at things. I love to use the example of an automobile, right? There was a time, my parents tell me about it all the time, no seatbelts, no car seats, you were just driving on the road, very few speed limits, no headrests, anything like that. You think about a car today, it, it feels like children are in cars until they're fully functional adults because that's the safe way to drive. New technology will always evolve and have safety and regulations to make it best for humans. And I think that's where we're headed with this. It's going to 
you know, continue to drive like a Tesla down the road, if you will. Um, but there's going to be safeties and regulations to make sure that everyone's using it properly. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kumar. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in today. Apologies about the little bit of the delayed response here. But nonetheless, uh, we look forward uh, to having you on next week. We're chatting about Skills Day uh, with John Harrington and John Deal. So you won't want to miss that episode. But in the meantime, I hope everyone has a safe, happy, and healthy weekend. And we'll see you next week. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity, and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more.